Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. to the Inspired Evolution. This week's episode features Velan Kaden. Velan is the yoga teacher to yoga teachers, but this conversation dives deep into what it means to be a heart-centered, soul-centered human being. This week's podcast is sponsored by Lifecycle. Lifecycle are Australia's leading medicinal mushroom growers. They're focused on solving global issues using mushroom biotechnologies. Lifecycle's magic mushroom ranges enable and enhance states of well-being in delicious and convenient drinks. My personal experience with medicinal mushrooms is that in the last four years that I've been taking medicinal mushrooms as a health supplement in my morning tonics, I have not been sick for the last four years. My personal favorites are Shaga, Reishi, Cordyceps, and Lion's Mane. A little bit about them. Shaga is great for your immunities. Reishi is great to recover and de-stress. Uh, Lion's Mane is great as a nootropic. And Cordyceps, great for performance. At the moment, the guys at Lifecycle have been, they've been so generous, so kind. They're really supporting the work that the Inspired Evolution is doing and they love the vibe that we're all about. So they're offering the listeners of the Inspired Evolution for Mushy May, for this month of May, 15% off anything that you want to order from Lifecycle. So I'm completely humbled by this generous offer of theirs. So find your way to their website, check out what's on offer. Again, my favorites are Shaga, Reishi, Lion's Mane and Cordyceps and get yourself 15% off. 15% off comes with a discount code with the name Amrit, A-M-R-I-T, my first name. Chuck that in there, upgrade your health, look after yourself and tune into a yummy conversation here. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, and it is such a treat to be here today. Today, I have the honor of bringing the vibes from Velan Kaden. Velan, how are you, bro? I'm good, brother. How are you? Uh, better for having you here in this connection today. An absolute <laughs> blessing. And uh, just for those tuning in, um, just uh, I'll, I'll give you a quick synopsis, which is uh, Velan with his partner, Adia, his beautiful wife. Um, they are the founders, the creators, the space holders for Sacred Seed. Um, Sacred Seed is, to put it humbly, is, uh, is a yoga offering, but <laughs> there's a lot more to that. And uh, for those that are tuning into it, we'll, uh, I hopefully you'll tune into more around what's on offer through this podcast but uh, an absolute treat to have you here today bro thank you bro um so how did uh, how did you start with sacred seed let's 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 start there so sacred seed is just uh, an extension of our life walk mm. um many years ago what seven years ago uh or more actually i was i was traveling through central america and i spent some time in guatemala in, working in a mystery school uh-huh. in uh, a place called Las Pyramides. 
ah. which is uh, yeah, it's a it's a um, a school of the esoteric arts of the Kabbalah, the Tree of Life. Yeah. And I spent some time doing silence there. I did 90 days in a, in a pyramid there. And at this moment, my life started to take some pretty big shifts. And a few people started um, saying to me, you need to go to this uh, community, Pachamama. And, you know, after the third time, I, 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 I went online and checked it out. And I saw this beautiful lady, actually, beautiful lady with a tattoo on her arm. And I was like, wow, so beautiful women at this community mm. and and long story short I um I, I followed that kind of gut instinct and, and and went to Pachamama and I met that lady on the website and realized that she was my wife how's <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so that for following the signs <laughs> <laughs> So essentially, yeah, she we we just connected really deeply on the on the level of the body and on the level of 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 just just the depth of our connection and and then from there we just started um, yeah sharing trainings and a lot of work around embodiment together. So yeah. it just rose from that that um, what we were walking in our own life. Yeah. Awesome. And so something I've got to, cause my girlfriend went, um, and she went to the last pyramids as well last year. And we, we had some really, like San Marcos is just Lake Atilan is really special, right? <laughs> um, a really beautiful, beautiful place. Um, so you were there for 90 days. Cause I know they offer like a full moon course and the sun course. Um, but you were there for quite an extended period of time. Yeah. I was there for two years in the end. Um, and yeah, did many different, many different retreats, um, 30 day silence, 90 day silence. And mm. essentially I went from, uh, uh, finishing my business major to doing a complete 360 degree turn. So yeah, I was going to say, so what was the impetus to sort of like, what was your life before you went away to do this course? Um, like something in business you just touched on. Yeah, so essentially I studied business to make my father happy <laughs> and then I just went overseas and um, essentially actually my biggest kind of spiritual opening, I somehow found myself in, in Bolivia in the, in the jungle there and uh, working with a 140-kilo male jaguar for two months and this and not at the time because I was more probably uh, ignorant, stupid on some level um, but essentially kind of that unfolded to be kind of my big spiritual opening in that moment, just working with him and walking him for eight hours a day in the jungle and, what? you know, just, just, just learning from, from, uh, uh, a true master. <laughs> <laughs> that is not your average story. And, uh, I think it, it definitely gets into something that, uh, you know, just tuning in from afar, um, even it's it's quite like you touched on the idea of embodiment, and we'll probably get to that shortly. Um, but just the the one thing that is is that is you know sacred seed, and everything that you guys are putting out is it's quite obvious. It's very hard to miss that a lot of what you um, exude is the right word is reconnection to nature, um, and whether that's our own inner nature or the elements. And I was really looking forward to have a chat around just what na the part that nature plays, and this is an amazing. Um, an amazing insight into where that potentially started, like ending up in the yeah, in Bolivia. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. Um, so, yeah, can we have a chat about that? Because um, I know a lot of, um, I guess, the first place that I uh, I got in touch, like, got tuned into our relationship was through Divani. Um, mm -hmm. and she makes these amazing altars, amazing earth altars. And, uh, she had this beautiful prayer for the water. And, um, and then it was, then it was kind of triggered for me that you guys are, you guys are related. And for some reason, again, like I said, before we started this, you've been on the radar. I don't know why <laughs> I just surrendered <laughs> to the process of like, just trusting that we're going to do a podcast together. Um, but yeah, how is, uh, what does reconnection mean to you? It's a big one. Um, I think that's the probably one of the biggest pieces of my of my journey is that reconnection and that realignment, especially to the elements. 
and the elements as ancestral teachers. Um, one of my teachers, um, Kamita, who's one of the uh, spiritual Sundance chief of Ecuador, very powerful woman, five foot five, and can put any uh, male in her place uh, in their place quite quickly. But essentially, she talks about the reactivation of the memory. Mm. and what has been lost, what has been forgotten in society is that, that lack of connection. You know, even starting, you know, like in our trainings, in our yoga teacher trainings, we start with the feet, we start with the root and the fact that we wear rubber shoes, you know, that instant disconnection from the mother mm. and, and the importance of that reconnection through many layers but very specific the alignment back with the elements and and the teachings that those elements offer us and and that is is wide in terms of in terms of um, the teachings that I've been exposed to which is both you know from the north and south indigenous cultures of America but also I work with a Shaolin monk called Master Zen Chusian, and he works a lot uh, with the water his lineage his very uh, powerful lineage of internal energetic arts works with the reconnection back to the water and the water is in our body the, the emotions but also the the cellular fluid and uh, and and how we connect to that fascial matrix that internal nature and what that means which is essentially to slow down so that we can perceive so that we can listen so that we can begin to understand the rhythms of life and the rhythms of nature and how we've been so disconnected from that, um, you know, through having everything under our fingertips and flying across the world and doing all these things and, and not being tuned to the fact that those rhythms have a very powerful and significant impact on our body, on our emotions, on our mental state and on our life. Mm. Amazing. And for those just listening in, to clarify, when you mean the elements, we're not talking about the chemistry chart, we're talking about earth, fire wind and water yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh it's amazing i uh, i really respect that uh i really i find that really really juicy um just because i guess for a long time um i guess growing up indian i've just had this perspective on spirituality for a long time um and after a while a lot of it seemed very out there and mm. very like in need of a better way of putting it, perhaps astral or something. Um, but I didn't really know, like, what that was informing my day-to-day -day and why, like, what was my day-to-day -day spirituality until I started really asking myself some, some questions, perhaps applying the Socratic method or something, and it just started getting down to the fact that what is my relationship with the water that I'm drinking? What is my relationship to the food that I'm eating? What is my relationship with how much time I'm spending in nature? And then I started realizing that actually this, these direct experiences that I'm having um, are actually my spiritual experience and allowing that to sort of inform and really, I guess, ground in um, my spirituality via the elements. And uh, I bring that in as like, a, as, like a, as a frame to sort of discuss embodiment because a lot of what you guys do is embodiment and I know that you know from the outside looking in it might it's just yoga but it like I know that that your Shaolin monk guy is pretty amazing as well <laughs> um and but then obviously you touched on you know there's a lot coming in from the lineages of North America and South America and how does that how, like describe embodiment to us and uh like the your take on it please so it's a massive piece the the first um, I guess the first piece that comes to me when we speak about that is how disconnected and how fragmented we've become as a society and you only have to look as far as social media and, you know, even if you look at the specifics of yoga and how it's been commodified and how, uh, I hope I don't offend too many people when I, when I speak on this level, but, you know, how actually the more sexy you are and the more skin you show on social media all of a sudden determines on some level your popularity yeah. as a teacher and um, when we share our yoga teacher training which on some level the first thing that we share in our yoga teacher training is welcome uh, you've come to a yoga teacher training 
um, but we're not. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Uh, we're not gonna. We're not going to. Um, we want you to let go of the idea of becoming a teacher, because this work is really about undoing, about unbecoming, so that we can become a vessel. And that's really the, the, the path of embodiment for us is, is forming a relationship so that somehow we realize the importance of this system as a whole. And as we begin to clear, as we begin to create space, as we begin to slow down so that we can begin to perceive and listen to the internal signals that all of a sudden we, we start to clear the vessel. We start to clear the body, we start to clear the mind so that we can release the need to become and realize that we already are. And through that undoing, we come to a place of understanding that we are just a vessel for uh, some divine energy that wants to pass through. And, and the more we clean that vessel, the more we... Um, the more we engage with the elements and that, that deep reflection of nature within ourselves, the more we can be a vessel for that deeper, I like to say, sacred activism, which is so needed on the planet at this time. You know, it's like, what the fuck are we doing? You know, why are we practicing yoga? And it's certainly not that, you know, I, I find yoga sometimes to be a, a little box. Mm. And, and how are we taking this information, this ancient system, and how are we embodying that? How are we walking that in our everyday moment? You know, and a lot of the, a lot of, you know, what I heard in your sharing is that a lot of the spirituality can be very far out there, can be astral, as you said. But what we're talking about is, is Mother Earth, is coming back to our feet, is coming back to very simple practices of breathing, of being aware of, what we speak and the words that we use, knowing that these are, you know, spells in our life. And, and the more we become clear of how we walk and how we use our words and how we even breathe, how we, how we, um, how we relax our abdomen, our dantian, endless source of energy is, is essentially going to reflect the foundation of the energy, the, the foundational energy of our life. Amazing. I just want to bask in what you just said, but I think I'll listen to it again. <laughs> uh, there was this idea of um, unbecoming to become a vessel um, that really intrigues me um, because I think a lot of people, and I think there, there's a real rub in there because I think a lot of people, are cons like society is driven even just that word driven <laughs> implies to become something um, to, to the next iteration. And I understand, and, you know, the name of the podcast is Inspired Evolution. Um, and so it's like, you know, continual evolution to try and evolve for, like, what's coming next. Um, but I've always, I guess recently I've been using that as a calibration for myself is the idea of, you know, you're on the right path when the being and the becoming are actually equally as exciting because a lot of people mm. sacrifice their today for what they potentially may become and that's not who they're meant to become because it doesn't feel right in the present moment. Um, and then there's those, a lot of people who are sacrificing, you know, are, are giving everything to their being 
um, which then gives the idea of what potentially will become. Um, and I haven't really looked at it the other way, but you've just brought that to light. Is like can, how how supremely can you just be um, and let the let the like allow the becoming to become an unbecoming to sort of just clear out um, and hold space for as you said, whatever's, I guess, whatever's coming through. Um, in that, you know, you also touched on the idea that there's the mental, the emotional, the physical, um, and we've discussed the connection between um, the earth and us, but I think there's definitely a space to have a conversation for the connection between the different, um, I almost want to say parts, but they're not really parts, I guess, experiences of, our, of ourselves, like the mental, the emotional, and the physical. Absolutely. So I think the, the first piece, uh, the misunderstanding on some level of, 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 you know, especially I guess I can just speak of the experience, especially of holding the yoga teacher trainings and, and what's that, that kind of, um, understanding that's awakened from seeing, um, what people come with. And that is very much, um, that often the, the, the ground, the mundane, the shadow is often bypassed, is often um, not fully looked, not fully seen. And that's a deep part of our work, to look, look at the blood and bone and to look at the sickness um, of society and to look at the mind sometimes and to come into deep acceptance of that and 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 as we, you know, begin to accept ourselves, our heart opens. But, you know, there's a lot of spiritual idea and there's a lot of talk around this at the moment, but a lot of the, the, the deeper part of our work is to invite the truth, you know, is to invite the, the fullness of who you are. And that is a deep uh, and vulnerable space to really begin to um, open to that. And I feel like that's certainly part of our medicine that we share in the trainings is to open people to, first of all, create a safe container where they see that it's, that it's um, actually unlocking the energetic blocks and limitations as we begin to open that Pandora's box and we begin to look at those corners of self. And, you know, when we look at society, there's a huge undercurrent um you know me and my wife one of my favorite sharings in our training is about relationship and Mm. i'm very passionate on on some level about the 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 walk of or the man's role or and and one of the deepest pieces which is a little bit taboo which i love to talk about is is pornography you know first and foremost you know we're, we're looking at sexuality but you know, you look at pornography as one of the biggest industries in the world mm-hmm. and, and, and the dark shadow of that. And just to give it a voice, you know, often these shadow places, this is just one example. But as we give this a voice, all of a sudden it doesn't become a, a burden on our shoulders or a secret that we're carrying. As we begin to unlock these shadow places, it grounds us into the moment. And it's a powerful place for us to also see that we all have shadow. We're all fucked up. We're all doing our best. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when we actually come to that realization together in a circle, in a community, it gives immense power because so often there's so much social nicety. There's social contracts that we play out, which is completely, um, avoiding the deeper layers of what we're feeling and what um, what is actually, in the end, blocking our ability to live in our full potential. Mm, there's uh, Oh, man, there's so much goodness in that. Um, just, to, just to clarify for the listeners, I guess shadows are the things that we'd rather hide um, about our aspects of ourself. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I love... I love that there's a whole conversation around social contracts because it's all a bunch of belief systems that, you know, were instilled to whether they were there to serve us or not. At some point, they many of them don't serve us at the moment. Um, but I think the real conversation to be had is uh, the next thing I'd like to ask you about is, is like just the dance between vulnerability 
and empowerment because it's so counterintuitive to the mainstream way of thinking um, is that, you know, bravado and macho strength um, is power. Um, but as you, shared, as you said, you know, you, you, you guys are through your work, you and Nadia, you're creating a safe container for people to actually, you know, strip back into the fullness of who they are. But you mentioned that that takes a, a deep sense of vulnerability. Um, but then you can obviously imagine that, you know, being the full sense of who you are is quite empowering. Absolutely. And I think there is a huge or a deep misconception um, that actually to touch people's hearts and, and as this, you know, there's, there's a calling for new leaders. The old system is broken mm. and the, the old system is very masculine and is very rigid and what is awakening on the planet at the moment is, is the, the power of the feminine voice and the realness and connection that awakens when someone opens that vulnerability, all of a sudden there's a resonance. You know, it, we're all intuitive beings and, and somehow when there's not that, when there is that bravado or that machismo or that um, needing to be something that actually you're not, again, it, it blocks the flow of energy and that rawness, that vulnerability gives a deep sense of resonance and connection especially in leadership and I feel like that's a massive piece that uh, a massive piece of the puzzle that we're working with at the moment is that embodiment and the new leadership and what that means fluidity ability to dance into the unknown and and the unknown is vulnerable so that space of of um, allowing or or coming into those spaces of unknown with trust and knowing that that vulnerability is a tool for you to connect with people and and is a tool for you to inspire. And we see in our work the more vulnerable and the more raw we become, the more resonant and the more connected the circle becomes. Mm. I love that. One of my highest values is connection and just to, to pair that with vulnerability was a really beautiful insight. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and, uh, yeah, you've uh, just been articulating, I guess, um, really eloquently my the inspired evolution and what it's been for me because, obviously, I recently left my job um, in order to pursue this and um, I didn't know where this was all going and now it looks like I, um, well, I teach meditation and coach construction workers on construction sites. Um, which was a really bizarre place for me to end up because Beautiful, yeah. the meditator and the engineer and but unfortunately like yeah two people every every two days one person in construction in just this country alone takes their own life um, because there is so much disconnect um, and just that you know I, I, I appreciate what you're saying because coming out onto a construction site and just having that space of the meditator um, really softens people and they make themselves vulnerable, um, stuff like they've always wanted to talk about that they've never been able to, like whether it's anger, whether it's, you know, uh, their, their inability to forgive or, you know, letting go and stuff like that. Um, really, really a gift. Um, and you touched on that, um, is that, you know, there's, there's a whole new paradigm um, because we're looking for new leaders. Um, we, you know, the old way was quite masculine and quite rigid, um, embedded with that bravado. And then you mentioned, um, you know, this idea of, of the feminine. Um, you know, can we, can we ground that in? Like, what does, what does more of that look like? Does it look more community? Um, please. Oh, yeah, you. Yeah, I should get my, I should get my wife out of bed. <laughs> I, I can, I can, um, I can say that my, my, my biggest, and, and I can say that, you know, uh, relationship has been my greatest teacher. And, and the, the, I also live in a community that has a very strong, uh, feminine aspect. Mm -hmm. And what I see or what I perceive with, woman is the space to um to hold and contain 
that a, a space of compassion and a space to listen, you know, which is such a valuable and uh, somehow deceptive or, or um, a piece that's, that's missed often is that capacity to listen Underrated. and to perceive from that place of, of listening. So I really see, you know, a lot of my, I can say a lot of my mentors actually at the moment are, are women. And what I receive from them is a level of love and also care, you know, and, and, and I think that's also, we can, we can tie that back into the, the fragmentation and dizziness of this planet. You know, Mother Earth is, is the, the feminine energy and somehow we've lost contact with that care. Um, so there's that, I feel, you know, with my own self, that deep calling to come back into that, what that means to be in connection with the mother, with the earth and, and what we can all learn as a humanity, what we can all learn as brothers from, uh, a, a women and also that dynamic dance between allowing feminine's voice. You know, I can speak very vulnerably and, and I see it within my own family. I see it within my own relationship. What's been passed down through my own uh, male lineage is the fact that I maybe know better or that I'm right or that I might cut them off. And and it's it's been a very humbling journey of, of you know, I, I have a very strong woman beside me to reflect you know that that humility to really listen and to um to come into a place of of yeah humility so that i can receive and unlock all those layers that have been passed down through my father and yes <laughs> learning slowly slowly yeah sorry i couldn't help but smile <laughs> just because uh yeah there are there are two virtues um as you were mentioning, that the father um, that my father handed down to me, which have guided me true and true and true and truer, and um, I, I like the, the the two things I would advocate the most um, in any given situation, um, which is humility and humour. <laughs> because as long as you can laugh at yourself, you end up humbled, and humility is is everything. So uh -huh. there's there's a lot in that, and uh, I really love the the. The potency of uh, the way you articulated just the humility to listen um just that the depth of that and then yeah that's really beautiful in its in its feminine essence as well just that soft container the humility to listen mm. um you touched on this and this is something i really wanted to um to explore and i guess in the essence of getting vulnerable i probably wouldn't normally say this word um but I want to just honor and have a conversation around um, around mentors um, because I know you know you, you travel quite a bit to to centers all over the world um, to sort of connect in and ground in with people that you know are, are guiding the process um, mm -hmm. and there are mentors and the word that I'm afraid to use which I'm going out and speaking from the heart is you know I've been on a bit of a journey myself and traveled quite a bit and you know I think this is part of the process ultimately but there's a lot of charlatans especially in this space as well um, people that are not in their integrity because a lot of the mm -hmm. like when you're talking about spirituality and really embodying it in um, Unfortunately, somehow there's a lack of authenticity. I guess the conversation I want to have is, you know, how do you find and find yourself guided to and even maybe surprised <laughs> and some of the lessons from your mentors? Sorry, just to, just to kind asked, of confirm that question. I asked too many questions at once. <laughs> that's my bad. <laughs> um, how do you, okay, let's, let's keep it simple. How do I, um, how do you, have what's been the process around finding your mentors and really trusting and like finding that they are the right ones for you? Because I know a lot of people often disqualify the uh, the value of a mentor, um, or they don't really know how to reach out to a mentor. So, have you found your mentors? Uh, I mean, I, I'm very blessed. I live I live in a community where uh, many potent spiritual teachers of many different traditions pass through, and I would say one of the uh, main pieces in in the mentor is actually someone that nearly uh, 
not scares me, but but challenges me. Um, I think as a young man, just to also kind of touch for a moment on on initiation, and I think that ties in with the mentoring. Is that as a young man, you know, with the dizziness and the confusion of society, you know, I was looking for initiation, and I was looking for. Um, yeah, rites of passage, and and obviously in society, it's it's you know was found by how much booze I could drink with my friends, or how many you know yeah. drugs I could take, and slowly, slowly as I started to travel and get connected more with the indigenous and the native traditions, what became apparent was the importance of the initiation process, and I came in contact with mentors that had uh, sacred designs. Uh, which are containers or ancient um, uh, containers that w- that essentially, yeah, initiate us and help us shift our perception. So I can speak specifically about a tradition that I work with, which is the Vision Quest, where we go out onto the land for four days, sorry, for five days and four nights without food and water. And... Um, one of my mentors, Mauricio, he's, he's Colombian and he's uh, someone that, that that's, I'd say is a mentor for me and, and scares me on some level mm-hmm. as well because he's challenging me to, to look at the way I'm walking. He's challenging to look at what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, how I'm walking, how I'm talking. And this process of the vision quest was a huge moment of finding that initiation because I was always self-initiating and then all of a sudden I found an ancient design that created a platform for me to transcend the limiting stories, first of all, to go for five days and four nights without food and water. And again, we can tie it back into the elements and the the reverence that that brought for the sacredness of this medicine, the water, Mm. Uh, because I tell you, after five days of no water that first sip is is you realize the that that medicine is a very important resource and medicine that we that we keep clean as a humanity so i'm just tying in a few pieces here but That's perfect but thank you um but you know a mentor is it's it's the the reson you know for me it's it's always resonance and and someone that i can see is walking in integrity and walking in truth and walking in a way that um, inspires me Hmm. and some mentors you know some mentors are just also I see in in the training space a mentor on that level of also I just want to tie in that level of being a teacher and that new paradigm of shifting out of you know the guru Hmm. into this space of seeing that we're all being taught all the time, you know. I, I don't even see myself as a teacher. I, I'm just sharing what I walk in my life. And I think that is the essence of a mentor, someone that is walking in such integrity and truth and connection to their purpose that it leaves you no choice but to, you know, maybe bring your hand out to ask for help, to 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 ask for guidance in whatever form that, that looks like. I absolutely love that. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, there's something in there that you touched on, um, which I've been hosting this gathering for the last uh, 12, 14 months in my home. Um, it's called Mandala Moments. And it's basically people come over and we just share and discuss what's coming up for each other, um, whether it's spirituality, personal development or philosophy or whatever it is. Um, like we don't really set a theme, but the collective consciousness is usually tapped into, you know, it might be um, a week that you're really being called to be compassionate to someone that's challenging you. And then we'll all just sit around and have a chat around that for like, you know, 10 or 15 of us will spend most of the night talking and just celebrating community. Um, but the, the thing that I love the most about that is that there are no gurus. Like, yes, I opened up my house, but I just create a container and these people that all inspire me in one way, shape, form or manner seem to come and they all teach each other things. And it's been the most amazing journey just seeing like, you know, Natalie learn from Jason and Jason learn from Tim mm-hmm. and then Tim learn mm-hmm. from, and it's just this 
it's really humbling just to to realize that you know we we all are learning from each other exactly as you said all the time um you know and that's and there are no gurus you know we're all each other's um messengers and guides for certain aspects and you know yeah. there's handing over all your power um is is not um is not what we're called to do um i really i really appreciated um the 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 the, the little nuance of uh just just that little bit of uh uh, how the mentor scares you <laughs> just that little bit it's just like and I feel like that draws out that vulnerability to empower you again so it's like almost like self-contained that was that was really awesome you mentioned um before we dropped into this conversation um you know we talked we talked a little bit about uh, about ritual as well when you were talking about you know um going out onto uh onto your vision quest and you know it must be like cannot even imagine uh the intensity of not eating and not drinking um, whilst being, you know, out there um, for four to five days, I know you were. I think this is a probably a nice little segue to talk about um, about the Sundance ritual and what you're honouring in that and why. So the the Sundance is a little bit delicate to talk about on some level, but mm. it it is a it is a continuation of a very ancient prayer. Mm. Um, that's been going on or that, that is the essence comes from the Lakota people in the North Americas, but now is being bridged and in alignment with what they say the, the Condor Eagle prophecy is being bridged through the both North and South Americas. So again, not to speak too much because it, it, it is a kind of a very sacred initiative, initiatory process. But it's another very powerful prayer, uh, a dry prayer. So again, without uh, food and water, under the sun, dancing, and um, essentially, it's 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 a prayer for the earth. It's a prayer for community. It's a um, it's a shedding. You know, these these processes just strip you back to blood and bone, so that in those moments of of suffering that we remember what's important to us and and through that suffering we gain insight into the deeper layers and the, the deeper prayers that want to pass through us. So again, just that reorientation of prayer becoming something that we want into opening to the the, the great mystery and, and a prayer becoming the overflowing of gratitude for the life that we get to walk on planet Earth and the, you know, the, the great abundance that this planet gives us. And these processes give us this opportunity. They say like they, they, the elders say like that, the, to give thanks for the opportunity to give thanks. These sacred designs give us the opportunity to say thank you. And, and yeah, these initiation processes, I guess, um, are spreading on some level. It's that rekindling of the fire, the rekindling of these ancient ways that help us again connect to the elements and help us align our prayer to what is really important on this planet at this time. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I um, I really resonate with the the opportunities to give thanks um, for the ability, and then the giving thanks. Um, there's a. I would love to chat about prayer. <laughs> I would love to chat about prayer, um, but I think what I'm going to ask is about initiation because there's a lot. Um, we touched on it before as you know i remember my rite of passage uh, becoming 21 um i pretty much went out and partied a whole bunch with my mates and woke up the next day with like the worst headache ever and just completely destroyed myself as like a rite of passage into like yeah i'm officially a man and i feel like shit um <laughs> so it was really interesting and since then there's been you know travels and experiences that have had that lasting impact of initiation um i recently came back from a month in brazil um yeah such a blessing <laughs> just these amazing custodians uh 
just doing incredible work for people like us. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, the uh, the music, like I, I came back with my first guitar and it's just, uh, I've always been drumming um, and the hang pan and, you know, there's always been this amazing connection to percussion, but really came back with my first guitar. Um, and the intention for the people that were visiting was to like initiate them and activate them into music. Um, and then to sort of hear someone say that is one thing, right? It's like, cool, someone set an intention. This is beautiful. It's like their guiding vision. But then to have their intention all of a sudden like infuse into your life and you're sitting there and every day playing a guitar, just going, wow. Um, like I've actually been initiated into something like someone has helped me and this sort of touched on the mental thing before. Um, someone has helped me unlock an aspect of myself, which is connecting me even deeper to myself, which is just a majestic journey to be on. But, um, I think I just want to flag that point of initiation and maybe just ask more about, um, you know, how that weaves into the work that you guys are, are doing with sacred seed as well. And obviously your offerings. So the first piece I want to touch on around initiation is is a concept that uh, they speak about in the red robe, which is paying for the wood, which essentially means that we uh, have these initiations as an offering uh, because we are gifted with this life and this planet and all this food and this clean water and these initiations are an opportunity again to 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 give thanks for that but also i guess what um the the initiation process is is really a space to um meet our shadow as well often the initiation process is a place where we take ourselves to the limit where often the the mind comes in and begins to question and can I do this? Is it possible? And the initiation is a is a place to break through all the limiting beliefs of ourselves. And just to say, you know, for example, in the vision quest, you know, there might be twenty two. Like in I'm 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 heading down to the vision quest in in here in Costa Rica in the community that I live in called Pachamama. I'm heading down in four days and there's 25 people going out onto the mountain. So they say they go and put their life on the line for the community, for their family, for the prayer of, of this, this, this new way. But that can only be done with the deep support and holding of the community. And the supporting role is nearly as important, in fact, is equally as important as the, the, the questing role. So within that initiation, there's such a deep dance and interplay between uh, giving and receiving and that understanding or that, um, that connection to that we're all doing it together, you know, that we think we go out on these self-initiations, but what we're actually doing is we're initiating ourselves. Again, I connect back into the yoga path to create space so that we can be, we can give and serve our family, our children, our planet in a better way. And this initiation path, um, it strips us bare to, to what's important. And I can say, you know, within our own work, the rituals that we work with are a moment to come out of your comfort zone because out of your comfort zone is where all the growth is, is where all the potential lies to see you know, where, what we can, how we can be also within the intensity of life. And the initiation is a big lean into the unknown. And the real work, uh, you know, for the seekers, for the spiritual seekers, isn't ever a journey from the known to the known. The, the, the deepest journey that we take is from the unknown to the unknown. Mm. And that importance, again, this is where the yoga comes in. We have to have the tools, the breathing, the connection to feeling and sensing so that we can anchor ourselves in the moment and within that chaotic, swirling intensity of life that we're all passing at this time, how can we stay centered in the unknown? Because really, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm touched by, by your kind of the purpose of this, this podcast and what I sense and what I feel about this and it's really that 
path of, of, of also trust into the unknown yeah. and what that means to embody right now here and walk that path of trust. Yeah. <laughs> It's daunting but empowering, exactly what you touched on before, the vulnerability and the empowerment. Um, I, uh, I, I would not be doing... Um, this service if I, if I overlooked um, something you mentioned, which was our family in a better way, um, to give and receive. You know, we go through these initiations and almost uh, what they call homosis, you know, uh, what doesn't kill me only makes me stronger so that you can come back with a certain level of fortitude. Um, and then naturally the question may arise is why are we doing this? Um, and then you mentioned, you know, to serve our family and our community in a better way. Um What is, you know, I, I think we've, we've discussed this quite a bit and the impetus for, you know, there is, you know, a need for things to uh, just new leaders and a new paradigm which is being born. Um, and you mentioned the unknown and walking into the unknown from the unknown, um, the path of the seeker, which was, I've never heard it articulated like that. And it was, uh, it really resonates. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I guess what, um, What does that look like uh, for you in the day-to-day, -day? Um, like showing up better for your family and your loved ones? So this is the, the most essential piece in the, excuse my language for a moment, but what the fuck are we doing with all this spiritual work if at the end of the day after this big expansion, this big expansion, that all of a sudden we come back and we treat our family like shit? Mm. You know, or we treat our beloved, you know, and, and this is the path of integrating this spiritual work and this is where embodiment ties back in. Mm. How do we embody, how do we integrate all these spiritual understandings into washing the dishes, <laughs> into, into reading a book to our, uh, you know, to our child instead of being on social media? Mm. You know, what, what is the point of all this work unless we can integrate it back into our families? And I like to say, you know, with ritual, there's often an altar. Mm. But, you know, it's an altar that we go and it helps us connect to the divine. But the true altar, the true altar is our family. The true altar for me is my wife and my daughter Zia and my daughter Munai. And if I can't see that, if I can't integrate that, then... Uh, you know, there's no point in me dressing in white and going to a yoga class yeah. because that is the work of our time is integrating these spiritual expansions back into our walking life. Again, embodiment. How do we embody these understandings, these spiritual openings back into the fabric of our life? Thank you so much for sharing that. That's beautiful. Um, On that note, um, I guess it's time for me to sort of start diving out of the conversation. Um, I want to ask if there is a book in particular that um, has left a lasting impact on you, perhaps your favorite book um, or something you've read. Is there one you'd recommend for someone tuning into this conversation to go pick up? That is a tricky one. I know, there's so many, uh -huh. isn't it? <laughs> It's always the hardest question. <laughs> The okay, so yeah, I you know what I since I came to Pachamama, since I came to I didn't read book. Um, so actually, I might throw a curveball and and say yeah, find the lessons in your life. Mm -hmm. Have the courage to to really look at the the hall of mirrors, which is your life. Yeah, yeah, which is potent. I uh, I think oftentimes, um, even with books, I've noticed that we sometimes read them as escapism, to read them and then not actually integrate anything that we've read in them either. Um, and I've noticed in different iterations of the journey, people have reflected that that you know it's a time for me to learn from myself. Um, There was a time to learn from other people in, in their texts and stuff, but then it comes uh -huh. from a time when to learn from yourself. So thank you for, for that, sharing that as well. Um, 
If we had the opportunity, um, you and I, to erect a billboard in the intense energies of <laughs> Times Square, New York, <laughs> what would uh, what would Valan's uh, billboard and message to the masses be? Accept yourself, and your heart will open. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, love it, love it. Absolutely love it. Beautiful. Um, and I guess um, just lastly, um, my favourite um, and last question is uh, is beyond you know the uh, the space holder, beyond the vessel, beyond the skin suit. Um, who is who is Valan? Very regular, just uh, I'm just a kid, you know. I, 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 I'm simple and and complex at the same time, but but you know, I I, I love adventure, and there's a there's a deep. I'm a Gemini, so there's a deep duality. I I love adventure and exploring and expanding, and yet my family and my my children and my wife and and yeah, my 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 inner circle, my close circle of family and friends is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm. I love that. I love that. And uh, I think that's. Uh, I'm going to open up a, a little initiation as a space for the opportunity <laughs> to give thanks. <laughs> For, uh, for just what you've shared and uh, yeah just the the wisdom that um you've been so gracious to afford us um, in this conversation and just the 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 authenticity um, with which you do embody everything that um, you're sharing it's you know it's we've had many different questions from many different angles but the messages has continuously been the same whether it's authenticity community acceptance truth um, and you know, my favorite humility. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for, uh, for not just, you know, obviously today in your time and your presence and taking the time out to, to make this align and flow and for sharing your wisdom with the listeners. Um, but also everything that, you know, precedes, um, this present moment and all the work you've done on yourself and continue to, from that point on also, you know, the path that you're walking, um, you know, at the Inspired Evolution, I like to say, uh, we're wishing you all the best on your journey, but I don't even know if it's a journey anymore, if it's just one big eternal now. I don't know what the, what the right answer is. <laughs> I'm walking into the unknown. So, um, but just, yeah, like a, a heart full of prayers for you, brother, and, and real, real yeah, gratitude. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, so I just want to, before I tie out, um, if someone wants to get in touch with yourself or Adya, what's the, uh, what's the best way to, to get in touch with the offerings of Sacred Seed? Just jump online there, www.sacredseed.com.au and all the, all the information's there. Awesome. And if they want to fill out, like there's an online fill-out form or something they can, they can send you away or everything will be, they can step their way through the process Absolutely. there. Yeah, they can, they can connect there. Ah, beautiful. Perfect. Too easy. Thank you so much again for your blessings, brother. Thank you so much, bro, and, and all that you're walking and sharing. Hey, tribe. Thanks for tuning in to another fun, enlightening episode of the Inspired Evolution. I've been loving all the feedback and personal stories of love, uh, health, and growth. Your feedback and stories are incredibly welcome. The easiest way to connect with me is via my website, which is www.amrit-sandu.com. You can leave me a message or a comment. Um, It's one of my highest values to connect, so I love to connect and love to hear from you. You can also find me on Facebook, Amrit Sandu. Um, And if the content has been resonating with you, you can help the Inspired Evolution out in a big way by liking the YouTube channel, subscribing to the Inspired Evolution, or the Facebook page, like that please, at the Inspired Evolution, or by leaving a review on iTunes if you're on an Apple device. And also, if the Inspired Evolution episodes are inspiring an evolution within you, or you can feel the inspiration is valuable for your team to evolve to the next level, you can head on over to www.amret-sandu.com to see how the Inspired Evolution can help you and your team thrive. Much love, tribe. Hold up. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.